So uh, what else happened? Anything? Uh, yeah, nothing. You know what? I haven't been here on a Saturday in like seven weeks. Yeah, why the return? Well, because Cowboy Camp and I don't remember what else. It's the triumphant return of the rant this week. Other we even have We even have Gordon. Hey. Playing uh, yeah. on his computer and picking at a guitar. Thank you. A, gu a guitar? Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, mm. We're going to do a little... All right. Does that be background music today? Um, we're doing uh, something we like to call uh, Shelter from the Storm uh, today on the rant. Dull. We're going to have uh, some musical artists. Did y'all watch that last night? I T-voted. it. At the concert? Yeah, I, was uh, that the? Was see, it, I looked for it and I saw it nothing but. Wreck or? I, I saw the fashion it. one. They had a fashion they show. They had a fashion show concert. That the headliner was Rob Heaven's Thomas. Knowing that your door is always open and your path is readable. Do you have a uh, charity guest line? People can call in for donations. That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up in stash. Here's a dollar. Your Thank you. Dollar to quit playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll uh, carry on, Curvet. Good luck today. Bye-bye. KTCK Dallas-Fort Worth, KTDK Sanger. Nobody cares about your high school. My high school is the dominant Tongan nation. I think we're in top five in the area. L Lamar played Carter. How did Lamar do? Stop it. I'm going to break that. I'm playing guitar, sir. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm learning how to play right now. God, you can totally play Stairway. Here. Yeah, listen. God, you're awesome. Mm -hmm. You can play a little uh, flute. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How'd Lamar do? I don't know. Why isn't it in here? Shouldn't that be like the big story? Lamar shocks Carter. White kids shock black kids. Oh my win. gosh. Irving. Hey, careful. be careful with. That's our only copy. Of <laughs> That's all we got, man. It's ten sixteen on Sports Radio thirteen ten. The ticket. Um. Oh, it's tonight. It's the time of the week when what? the, the game's ticket gets tonight. serious and we talk about serious issues. 7.30 at Kincaid Stadium. Uh, let's talk about the FEMA response locally. Let me see, see uh, how Trinity did. Hurricane Katrina. Uh, we will have on 
county judge. Something Kelleher. What? Herb? <laughs> yeah, Herb. Not Herb. The other one. Um, to talk about... Uh, uh, Trinity was idle. Response oh, wow. Second ranked tragic. behind Southlake Carroll, bitch. Really? Oh, my God. Look at it right there. Read it and weep. Of course. So, since why? I Is that the Tongan feeling? Yeah. On uh, using my KRA voice. You notice there's Why no, are Tongans such good no, athletes? no treble in my voice whatsoever. Just... They have an um, extra a muscle. Of base and it's not a true. person who refuses to project into the microphone. I'm going to um, kill you. I am doing a serious show, as you can tell by the tone of my voice. All right? So how you did, be how quiet. Did, uh, I'm doing community were work. Were you answering phones for the uh, KRA telethon the other night? The Katrina telethon? No. Did you watch the... dirty phones. Did you watch the show <laughs> last night? The uh, this, you know what? I missed it. I did, too. I forgot that it was on, and I missed it. Let's let's go watch it at my place afterwards. Did you TiVo it? I TiVo'd it. We'll Dang it, I'd like to see it. We'll have a bowl and watch it. How's it going? You were so ADD with that guitar in your hand. Sing it, Corby. Is it getting better? <laughs> Do you feel the pain? It's gonna be by Jesus. Uh, what? Right? I don't know. You got someone to blame. Whoa! I don't know the song. Such noise pollution. Stop it. <laughs> We are raising money right now, David. Have you guys been on the air since... How? Have you guys... I don't know. Have we done this show since the hurricane? No. Don't try to make it sound... Don't use the British spelling of hurricane or whatever you're doing. <laughs> Is there a British spelling? No. I don't know. It just sounds funny. It sounds like it'd be a British spelling. The hurricane is mightily. The hurricane... Uh, so in like the, um, the eastern hemisphere, western hemisphere... Yeah. Are typhoon. They, they, are they saying Typhoon Katrina? No, they're called hurricanes over here, and that title is respected worldwide. It's like so cigarettes. It's, it's, so it's not where you are, it's where the hurricane is. The hurricane is. is, correct. It's like a cigarette and a fag. There's what, a, you can't separate them? There's, With a yeah. crowbar? There's a, there's a an oceanic barrier that separates those two words. Well, the British need to quit calling cigarettes that, first of all. Why? They've called it that for years. It doesn't matter. This is America's time right haven't now. Haven't you ever... Haven't some, someone's asked you for one when you've been over there before. I guarantee you they have. They've seen you smoking. Did you punch Back them? when you smoked. Yeah, and they come over and ask me for one, and I kind of dart my eyes back and forth, and I say, Yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll go to your place. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you. See, right? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still one of my favorite Python gags, just the real quick, Michael Palin walks up to John Cleese, John Cleese in a Bobby outfit, cop. Uh, excuse me, sir, there was a robbery right over there. Oh, did you get a good description of the robber? No, I didn't. Well, there's not much I can do about that then. Okay. Do you want to go back to my place? <laughs> what? you want to go back to my place? You don't want <laughs> Just leaves his beat. <laughs> They're always on the brink of homosexuality. <laughs> Love that. Stop it. Put it away. Put it away. I want to sing this classic to you, David, as we continue our rant version of Shelter of the Storm. Mm. 
song that Corby was singing in the break. What? Wow. It's a great jazzy version. identified it. I twinkle, it was... twinkle, little star. I wonder... I wonder what you are. Is it You're what a star. Where? I wonder where, where, you, where you are. Where you are. I thought it was what you are. Is it where or what? Oh, I mean, I'm gonna... Wonder... Now I'm stuck singing oh. it in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you singing it I'd like to sing this voice. classic, too. Did you know I, knew, I know two songs? A, B, C, D, <laughs> F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Well, now, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, that's Y, and Z. That's what I did when I got pulled over and a cop made me have it make a DWI test. Why did he have to make you do that? I pulled the guitar out and sang it that way just to prove that oh, I was real, so sober. Real rock and roll version? Hang on, sir. <laughs> a, B, C. Uh, you're free to go, sir. <laughs> I really don't want to take any more of this song. So, uh... Go it, ahead. It is what you are, by the way. It is? Yeah. God, how'd you find that out so fast? I Googled it. God, you're awesome on the internet. I know. How are you so good on the internet? Did you take internet courses? Yeah, I took a correspondence course on, really on the internet. Think about how, when we were in high school and college, how... Stop. There's background that, that's plucking. Gonna, that's going to be hidden somewhere in the office. It's going to be John Belushi right over the door here. Think about how we didn't, how we had to go to He's libraries. Being reflective, so I have to play this. Remember when we were in college? <laughs> things weren't as easy as they are now. I had to go to the library to look things up. I didn't have a computer. A computer? <laughs> there were these things called books. Yeah. And card catalogs. When I had to do a research paper on dinosaurs, I had to look up dinosaurs using the Dewey Decimal System. There used to be things called encyclopedias. I didn't have the... I can't even think with the guitar. It's <laughs> so distracting. Sorry. All right, I'm putting it up. Thank you. Let me play this song. No! Your door is always open. Look at me. Sweating. Why are you sweating so much? I'm the one that gets the rant sweats. What are the rant sweats? When I pit by hour two. All right, so the rant is returning. Did you it's like all 10 the 24 women? on Sports Radio 1310 ticket? Welcome to the rant. Did you like all the women at the game last week? Let's talk about women and how they have those places. Next. Are you going to the game tonight? What's your deal? Next. Next. 
All right, we get into what's why. Going on. Okay, why are we as human attracted to bathroom places? Next. <laughs> Stop saying next. The Battle of the Iron Skillet tonight. SMU-TCU at Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas. Join Rich Phillips and Craig Swan for the pregame at 8 p.m. Kickoff at 8.30 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Dang. <laughs> Look how creepy that face is. <laughs> little Reiner. <laughs> little Reiner, baby. Great. All right, it's uh, 10.33. That was the first cassette tape I ever bought. It's kind of an insensitive song to play right now, isn't it? Here I am. I bought it because, do you guys remember the cover? Was yeah, this was the, the uh, uh, Love at the, First Sting or whatever? getting mauled by that dude. Yeah, I know, she's love mauled. that. I think she was loving him as much as he was loving her. Mm -hmm. But that uh, you could see a half boob. Yeah. You know, just like the silhouette. I was like, can I buy that? And then there was also, remember the old Poison cover that was, um, had that real weird evil face with the big long tongue? Open up and say, ah, that's what it was. And that one was also suppressed later. And change the cover. All right, listen to the cover talk here on the rant. What? Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Okay, it was a big deal last night on network television as they all simulcasted the shelter from the storm. You remember the David? Yeah. I just had some problems. He's down there. I know, he's fishing I, in his pants. I had to rearrange the furniture. Scratching himself. And then I'm touching the mouse here with yeah, the Yeah, good. Oh, gross. <laughs> he just reached down his pants and adjusted his baloney. <laughs> and now he's working the mouse on our community computer. Yep. There's a lot of FEMA victims that need to use our computer. You know, there's a reason that now. Howard Hughes <laughs> went into this germophobia state. Yeah. Because I'm, of people I'm in that like state you. Now. What? I, I took a shower their, this morning. Scratch their hamster and then they start using the freaking computer keys. It's disgusting. All right, so are we on cover talk or are we back now to shelter from the storm? I thought we were talking about hamsters. Oh. Have you ever owned a hamster? <laughs> yes. That's the worst <laughs> pet. I had friends that had hamsters. My sister had a hamster, and my, do my dog ate it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Or broke its back, put it in its mouth and broke its back or something. It was horrible. Oh, it's hot. How? Oh. I don't understand what hot is. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> but All why right. do hamsters always smell like cedar? That's because weird that the animals will smell that way. Because you put cedar oh. in their cage. <laughs> <laughs> You think that's a good life to lead? You're in about a three-foot-by-one-foot cage with a wheel and cedar? It's horrible. But where else would they be? Where do they hang out? In the dog's mouth? <laughs> yeah. I had, you know, I had one, and I guess had him for a couple of years, and he started to get that's, sick. That's so orphanage of you. 
Yeah. He's grabbing a little hamster or rat that was running there, a little mouse. Hello. The orphanage. I'm Hello. Call you, I'll call you Oliver. Would you like to pet me hamster? So rather than... Uh, You'll be it... me best friend. <laughs> be the only one that please talk to me. So rather than let What's it... that, Oliver? You love me. Oh, I've squeezed the life out of you then. <laughs> Go ahead, David. I'm sorry. Well, rather than let it die in its cage, my parents, when they realized that Sugarfoot... You were adopted? Was Sugarfoot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hello, Sugarfoot. <laughs> when Sugarfoot was on his uh, deathbed... <laughs> Sugarfoot. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Did you name him that? I was like four. Sugarfoot. Yeah, because he had white feet. He was brown, he had white feet. Oh, God. Should have called him Vitiligo or something then. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Here's so the we, beginning of Davy's bad luck, by the way. At four, <laughs> right. when Sugarfoot, when Sugarfoot got on cancer. A, on its last Sugarfoot. What yeah, is so, it? So we, uh, my dad, um, we put him in a shoebox. Made love and, to it? No, we took him out and released him into a field. And I'm sure he was eaten by a hawk. Well, that was like smart. Two yeah. minutes after we... Yeah. That's what would happen in The Simpsons. <laughs> right, after like two seconds. Yeah, they release it and the hawk swoops down and gets it immediately. <laughs> run, Sugarfoot, run. You're free, Sugarfoot. <laughs> Go make babies and have a happy life. <laughs> Gosh, how sad. There it is. There goes Sugarfoot. <laughs> Should have given it to Corby's dog. Yeah. So it could break its back. Herman. Yeah. So what did you do with all the cedar after you finished with the so. animal? Not, you know, it's not like you had pounds and pounds of it. cedar. <laughs> you renamed it Stuart and put it on the ticket? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever... We always just had dogs. I remember my sister had rabbits at one point. Had two rabbits. And one of them died in its cage. And there was a smoking pistol found by its side. It blew its brains out. Despite all its rage? Yeah. And um, and then the other one, they just my mom just got tired of caring for it. So she took it out to UTD and poured out a bag of food on the ground and released the rabbit. You are kidding. A UTD? No. no. Why'd she pick UTD? Because at the time it had a bunch of fields and stuff there. So there this rabbit that grew up. From birth, probably, in a little cage. In a little and cage. And it's released in the wild, and they just dump the food right there. Right. I'm turning your mom in. You should. Cruelty. It's awful. That rabbit lived for about a day. What was the flowers for Algernon? Was that a hamster or a mouse? It was a mouse, wasn't it? I can't remember. Like a lab I thought it was Cliff Robertson. That was the movie Charlie. <laughs> Which was based on that story. I know, I know. Who wrote Flowers for Algernon? It's a short story, uh, right? Starts with a K. Kelly. R. Kelly? Yeah, R. Kelly wrote He's it. black. Uh, kinesiology? Yeah, that has to be it. That's him. The study of motion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, so Shelter from the Storm. We had this last night, simulcast on all these different networks. And you hear Chris Rock, I thought, had some pretty funny shtick, from what I've read. He did? Yeah. Funny? Funny. Okay. At one point during the <laughs> during the broadcast, I guess they were just coming back from, I don't know, a band or something, and he said it kind of real quick, but he at least got the phrase in there that George Bush hates midgets. <laughs> and then, later on the BET special that they were having at the same time, I guess he appeared on that, he claimed that George Bush hates albinos. Just out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, he was just all, all these random things George Bush hates. 
I don't understand because there was like this. This show was supposed to be an hour long, right? Did you set your TiVo for one hour? I I think it was. I just set record for the show. particular show. So however I'm telling long you, it, it was an hour long special. The lineup had like forty bands. Yeah, I don't know how they were able to fit all that and in there. Thirty per, and thirty presenters, or not present. They weren't really giving awards out. I don't think. But that's what it feels like when they have those stupid scripted comments. Either you get people on there who can talk extemporaneously, or just don't have the celebrities on there. It is such a beating to hear Cameron Diaz. The hurricane affected the tragedy of all the people in New Orleans. If you like the Red Cross as much as me, then you will be voting for the hurricane this summer. Go Katrina. Thank you. Or whatever their stupid little speeches are, they're horrible. And it's just so awkward to see that really prepackaged award show kind of presentation. Did you did you ever, you guys ever end up seeing the Kanye West Mike Myers thing? Yes, it is so I, great I heard and funny. Because Mike Myers is just like sitting back there, kind of like. I heard it on the e break, but I haven't <laughs> seen it. It's so good. I did have a link for it up on. Do we have it in the uh, Enco? We'll see. Yeah, see we if have we can it. Find it. Yeah, it's in there. Con, you know. Yeah, he knows. He ain't no dumb dumb. All right, so any other well, observations I'm more, I, you know, I'm more on the shelter from the storm? Well, I didn't see it. None of us saw it. None of us saw it. You knew one quote. That was your observation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, knew, I read about it. Do we have several more observations from the shelter from the storm? What? You want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it let's next. See. You want to hear it's it next? It's 1040. We got like four minutes to go. <clears throat> um... Don't dip into With that. the breach of three levees protecting New Orleans, the landscape of the city has changed dramatically, tragically, and perhaps irreversibly. Cinematography is a category. Of water where there was once city streets and thriving neighborhoods. Oh. They, they betray us in the media. We see a black family that says they're looting. We see a white family that says they're looking for food. And He's you know, on script. It's been five days yeah. because most of the people are black and even for me to complain about I would be a hypocrite because I've tried to turn away from the teacher TV because it's too hard to watch I've even been shopping before even giving donation so now I'm calling my business manager right now to see what's what is the biggest amount I can give and and just to imagine if I was if I was down there, and those are those are my people down there, so anybody out there that wants to do anything that we can help with with the setup, the way America is set up to help the um, uh, the poor, the the black people, the uh, the less well off as slow as possible. I mean, this is Red Cross is doing everything they can. We we already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war right now, fighting another way, and they they they've given them permission to go down and shoot us. And subtle, but in many ways more profoundly devastating is the lasting damage to the survivors' will to rebuild and remain in the area. The destruction of the spirit of the people of southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> and then they cut to Chris yeah, what, Tucker. How did it cut off there? Do we not have the end of it? I don't, I don't know. Oh. It don't work here. That's what's funny is the hang time after that comment. And Mike Myers total panic. Uh, call now, and then they cut to Chris Tucker, who's darting his eyes around. You uh, be uh, like everybody. Send, send water and trucks <laughs> down there. You see the words coming out of my mouth. That was a hurricane. He's funny. 
He was Is funny he? in that. Yeah, I think he was real funny in that. I've only seen him in that one Jackie Chan movie, and I saw him in something else, too. I thought he was funny. I saw him in The Fifth Element, which ruined life for me, basically. That was like eight years ago, and my life is still affected by it. Why? It's the worst movie ever. Oh, it's not that bad. Uh, and he talked like this! The worst movie ever. It's a good question. Probably The Unforgiven. <laughs> the one that won Best Picture? Yep. That's Emperor's New Clothes for you. You know yeah. what? I swear, when I left, when you and I left The Mummy, I was at that point, think, swore that oh, was the worst yeah. movie that I've British ever seen. comedy? I thought that one was funny, too. No. What are you talking about? I thought that was... Yeah, we went about the mother who has all the kids. No. Corby and the I mummy? went to a screening of, of The Mummy with... Uh, who was in that? The Rock. The Rock, yeah. Well, you no. went there with The no, Rock? No, 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 no. Was it Vin Diesel or The Rock? It's the Rock. He's the Rock the was in the second one, I think. Yeah, Maybe he was in the Scorpion King or something. I don't remember who was in the... Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And so we're walking out of the theater, and we're, we're both in disbelief. We haven't said a word to each other yet, but it's obvious from the look on our faces that we're thinking the exact same thing, that it was just... Like, let's get out of here and make out? Yeah, that, it, that, well, was, just, after, that was just awful. You remember after, like, seven minutes, like, I turned to you, I was like, what is this? So then we walk out into the lobby of the theater, and there's uh, Chris Arnold, and he sees us, and he just starts nodding his head, and he looks at us, and he says, I know you like that. He just totally loved it. Thought it was the what greatest What a story, movie. Dave. Uh, that's what you I guess wanted. We're, I guess we're going with my original theme yeah, for the show. Yeah, you said you wanted it to be pointless stories about people we know. <laughs> All right. We'll take your crazy cowboy calls next. What? So your mama doesn't like Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Well, your mama's so fat that when she dances, she makes the band skip. <laughs> All right. Kill everyone. Kill everyone. Die, please, die. Oh, uh, that's Corby's <laughs> opinion. All right, you're listening to The Rant. Gordon Keith along with Corby Davidson and Gen X Davy Lane on a beautiful, oh, beautiful. It is fall weather. Saturday moan. Not really. It's great carbine weather. You know, I have not had to cut my grass in like a month and a half. Are you kidding? Because I don't water it. Uh, I, don't, I don't water mine either. and it's, So it keeps it to a manageable length. Yeah, it hasn't grown at all. <laughs> really? So that's what I need to stop doing? Yeah, just don't water it. You just walk on it. It's like walking on nettles. Needles, <laughs> nettles. What is it? Is it brown? It's just turned into brambles. Is it's, it all brown? It's kind of a faint green. Did you buy a lawnmower? No, I still don't have a lawnmower. So who, who's been doing your yard? I've been borrowing my friends. Oh, I'm sure that goes over well. Yeah. Why? Hey there, can I borrow your lawnmower? Hey, my patches. I live next door and uh, I haven't purchased a lawnmower yet. Can I borrow your echo power equipment? <laughs> I know it's a neighborly thing. You know, I have had to loan out lawn equipment, and it is a beating. I bring it right back. No one ever except is happy about loaning no, out their lawn equipment. Except like, for once. Yeah, I'll take it here. And what are you going to tell them? No, I mean, it is lawn equipment. It's not like you're giving them your 
child. Your manure bag? <laughs> right. Don't touch my manure bag. <laughs> you know what? We've had there's a cop that patrols our neighborhood because our neighborhood that we live in is seedy. Not so, as seedy as mine. So I'm walking the dogs and Ah, uh, the old euphemism for peeping <laughs> Tom. <laughs> And this lady cop who kind of patrols the area, she stopped my wife and me and said the exact same thing. She goes, hey, thanks for keeping your dogs on a leash, and thanks for picking up their poop. And you're like, okay, see you later. And she signed a poster of herself and handed it to you and left? She handed me her pistol and walked away. <laughs> and quit? Yeah. <laughs> Turned in her badge to you? You'll be needing this in your neighborhood. Here, I'm turning in my badge. What? Sorry, I'm a badge. I'm watching television, and they're showing you know the new gag since gasoline prices are so high is siphoning gas. You guys, that's heard about a gag. This? Oh, good. I'm gonna prank you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna prank you guys and save some money at the same time. And I'm like, they're showing this one neighborhood, you know, and guys like, well, I'm not surprised it's happening around here. I'm like, I wonder where they're showing. And they flash the streets up. It was my street. The exact street. So I just need to find that broadcast and then I can find yeah. where you live. Yeah, you just informed everyone. <laughs> Do you know how I, I was just like, just so appalled that my neighborhood is that crappy that people are going around, sipe, and they're going, hey, if you live here on this street, you need to go park your car in your garage or... Your like, what? Uh, what do they call it? A garage. A garage. <laughs> I get like the crime report for my neighborhood on email. I'm on like an email list. And it's just so much crime that goes on all around me. Yeah. And what? they've never... They've never figured it out. I that, came that my house suspiciously is the only hey, one that doesn't have any center. It all just kind of spiders out from my location. They they have a map and there's just this one house and then all these red push pins yeah. all around it. Right, just everywhere. What's the pattern? I don't understand. <laughs> Damn it, Joe! I can't figure it out. <laughs> Call in Russell Crowe. He'll figure out the pattern. <laughs> is that a what was that movie? A, uh, a, a dangerous mind. mind is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Whatever. Where everything was patterned. Yeah. That's what my shed looks like. I have a shed out back that has pictures up Clippings everywhere and, and all these numbers pieces of yarn going across. <laughs> <laughs> Always dropping off packages and mailboxes. That's me. Yeah, uh, you live in a bad neighborhood, Corby. I know. I, that's why I won't visit you ever. You're like three because months. I'm uh, because as soon as I get there, I always have to siphon gas from someone. I'm so Just happy. To get home. I had this uh, across the street neighbor. Across the street is a rental house. Ooh. And you live in a place that has rentals. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. You're, and you're, I remember those days. You are poor. <laughs> and this uh, you piece of dirt. <laughs> this guy that lived across the street from me, he used to be like a mobile mechanic. Gross. But I guess he said his his. Uh, his mobile mechanics truck got stolen, so he was working out of his house. So there were always. How are you a mobile mechanic if you're working out of your house? Well, he's, I guess he's no longer a mobile mechanic. Oh. But so there were always like four or five cars parked in front of his house. It's classy. He was always working on cars in his tinkering. driveway. Yeah, just tinkering. But I guess he got evicted because he's gone now. Okay, so I filled up my truck yesterday. It was like fifty three dollars. Yeah. At least you have a truck to fill up, selfish bastard. What happened? What? The gas prices have gone up. That's what happened. 
Why is he a selfish bastard? Why don't you say at least I have a truck to fill up selfish bastard? Because go down to the reunion, see if they'd like to fill their truck up and, and hand the guy a hundred dollar bill and tell him to keep the change. I did not do any of that last part. <laughs> How much is it? 53? Woo! You better keep this then. <laughs> Thank you. I don't have time for change. <laughs> <laughs> change? I gotta go. I gotta be places. What do you mean there's no full service? I have to go down and look at the people at reunion. Get over here. Where's your mobile mechanic? What happened to him? He used to come around. Do you drive down there and taunt the evacuees with your truck? Yes. <laughs> I fill the back of my truck with gold bullion and then drive around reunion. See, I fill the back of my truck with, up with, cases, with gas. I fill it with cases of bottled water. So do I. And diapers. And then, yeah, and then I get out and I just take all the bottled water and I just start systematically emptying it into a storm drain while staring at them. <laughs> just one by one, uncapping it and just yeah. shaking it out. That's still one of the funniest scenes ever in Three Amigos. The canteen scene? Yes. Was it Chevy Chase? That had, like, Steve Martin and Martin Short were just dying of thirst. They had sand coming out of their canteen? Yeah, then they showed Chevy Chase... Why did he have so much water? No, I, no. You know, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Man, it is, oh, it's it is funny. really funny. He's gargling, and then he just throws it on the desert, and it's just it, I mean, gallons are out. pouring out of his canteen. He just throws it over his shoulder. He doesn't need it, and he's just all refreshed. What? You guys thirsty? Why does he have so much water, and they don't? I, I don't know. That was it, the gag. That doesn't make sense. That was the gag. Would you be... Okay, let's say that you spent the last 10 days down there at Reunion. Ooh. Ugh. Stop it. How long would it take for you to be like, to, little, to, reach, to reach the breaking point of, I've got to get out of here? You personally. Well, what do you mean? I'm talking about, I'm Day two? You mean I have a house just a few blocks away? No, I'm saying that you're, you're forced out of there from New Orleans. You have nothing. Okay. You have no family to go to, whatever. You have no Okay, money. then what are you going to do? What I'm do you saying, mean? How are you going to leave? You reach a breaking point of like, I've got to get a job. I've got to go down. I'll take any job. I'll go, I'll go work at Wendy's and, you know, go pay. There, there, there's apartments you got, on You have Skillman. to have an address to get a job. There's apartments. No, you don't. There's apartments on Skillman. That One are, reunion boulevard. That are like 250 bucks a month, 180 bucks a month. Free, I free I live there. I know you did. <laughs> you know? They could, li they could live there. Put enough of them to work. So you, you've got the disaster relief plan. Yeah, right you got there. it figured out. I'm just Looks saying. Looks like FEMA's looking for a new head. <laughs> <so. laughs> They got the head of the Coast Guard. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, they removed the FEMA guy from Katrina duty. Just gave him, like, some, some make work. I think he's doing filing or something now. He's marrying ketchup bottles. Yep. Restocking sugar caddies. Just all kinds of side work. Why did he get fired? Just because he <laughs> waited. he botched it. He it waited was, two hours to call. And he didn't know what to do. Well, he waited. He wait, I think he waited five hours after the hurricane to call his people to tell them to get to dispatch them to New Orleans and then he goes but the good part is uh, it's too bad you got to go down there but we'll give you three or four days to get down there yeah I think it was two actually but still. don't start that talk because I, I'm so tired I can't take any more email but Gordon here's who's really responsible for it here's who's to blame did you read this article you need to read this article that article doesn't tell you everything this article is a good one what that article no not that this one you're dumb did you get the email that was literally about nine pages on why we should stop talking about Katrina? We were all, it was sent to all of us. It yeah. was so long. I read like one paragraph, started scrolling down, and just kept scrolling, and it just kept going. And you're like, okay, I give up. Maybe that was his point. But don't you feel bad if you don't read the whole email? No. Someone took the time to write it? I hate that. When, when I get the five-page email 
when I'm I'm trying to scroll down and read through it and everything, and meanwhile I keep glancing up to the top left of my screen at the waiting 286 emails that I haven't read yet. And you know those people down there at reunion would love to have that problem. They'd love to have that many people. Stop care always about bringing them. it, bringing the room down, and just saying, you know, here you are bitching about. It. I get too many emails. I'm too popular. My gas is so expensive in my new truck. My gas is so expensive, I can barely check email. <laughs> Look at my guitar. I can play it for you. I can barely leave my car running, so the power adapter fuels my iBook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about purchasing a hybrid with cash to save on gas money that I'm putting in my big truck. Hey, now, maybe the hybrid's not a bad idea. That I swear on the holiest of all Bibles, I'm waiting a couple of years for them to perfect I'd, them. I'd like to buy a hybrid. But that'll be my I'd next... I'd like to buy a holiest of all Bibles. That'll be my next Was car. that the Gutenberg? My Isn't next... the Gutenberg the one that, that Jesus himself presented to God at the beginning of time? Here. Here's a Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's Gutenberg? <laughs> oh, he'll be around well, he hasn't later. been born yet. He'll be around later. Don't you worry about that, God. I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Anyway, Here's we may Bible, have we have our, have our Bible history wrong there, Corby. But. You might. I took, I went to Bible study Daddy, last year. Daddy, this for you. Daddy, here's this Bible for you. Have you guys heard the Lacey Peterson tribute song? No. You haven't heard this, Dave? No. Why don't you play it on your guitar? Well, no, I can't play it on my guitar. Do we see if you can? Uh, Remembering Lacey is the name of it. Is it like Emmett's it? way? Huh? Mick is it like Emmett's way? I think it's a great song. Cor uh, Craig and the other guy I work with, the big heavy set guy. His name's George. George. They the think the it's no good. What? What? They don't think it's any good. I I, f I found it really touching. Um, there was he's, a whole Lacey tribute he's lying side. right now. Listen, uh, I think it's pretty good. Okay. Woodblocks. This is like me with my Casio when I was in first grade. Remembering Lacey, <laughs> how her smile would make you smile. What? Remembering Lacey, how she loved, there's no denial. Now the angels hold her gently, and little Connor's with her too. Oh my God. And she smiles and says, we're all right. And we send our love to you. Is this a gag? So full of life yes, it and is. happiness was pretty Lacey's life. With little Connor on the way, just made things seem so right. Still the two of them together, from the start to heaven's door. And she smiles and says, we love you. The one she's loved before. The tears that fell made flowers bloom <laughs> on earth in heaven too. I can't allow you take this off. No, no, I feel bad about no. laughing. Runs and picks them. What? Mama, these for you. <laughs> now the angels are preparing special tributes from afar. Astronomy coming up. As you gaze into the heavens look the lacy connor star you are kidding it's a good song remembering lacy how her smile would make you all right smile. no, no yeah. we got to hear the whole thing. 
tribute. Remembering Lacey, how she loved, there's no denial. Now the angels hold her gently, and little Connor's with her too. Stop bringing up Connor. And she smiles and says, we're all right, and we send our love to you. And we send our love to you. This is a gag. No, it isn't. Gordon. Listen to this last part. Listen. We love you. Gag. It isn't. Where'd you get it? It was... <laughs> I think it's good. First of all, I want to go on the record saying I'm like appalled that you guys are... from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Making fun it does. of this. It was from like a, a little lacy tribute site that this guy put together. And there's other late songs in there, too. Oh, no. <laughs> um, L-A-C-I, I think that's why it's spelled. So you you guys don't like that either? You don't think it's I good? I loved it. Yeah, I liked it, Gordon. When I little Connor was... picked the flowers and said, Mama, these for you. Your ass is grass. What is that? What? Huh? Okay. <laughs> it's the same artist? No, it's a different artist, but it's on the same guy's webpage. Is there a whole album? Why is there always a Casio involved? Bottle of white. <laughs> it depends on your How do they know? Every time. Every child. How, how do they know that? I don't know. Connor Star now? Really, truly? Sure, there is. You can buy a star if you yeah. want. National Star Registry. All right, coming up next, the John Wayne Gacy. This is Gacy a great song. Tribute songs. We don't have a John Wayne Gacy tribute song. Uh, coming up next, let's talk about the. We have Hunter a John S Wayne Lacey tribute song. Let's talk about the Hunter S. Thompson suicide note. All okay, right. next. KTCK Dallas Fort Worth, KTDK Sanger. Sports News First, Guaranteed. 
The Dallas Cowboys have added some weapons in the offseason. Ticker brought to you by Dish Direct and McClellan Guns. The team added quarterback Drew Bledsoe and his former receiver Peerless Price. And the Cowboys will have a healthy Julius Jones to start to start the season. But tight end Jason Witten once again will be a huge part of the offense. I mean, I, I feel good going into this game. You know, I mean, I think that it was underneath routes. And obviously, you know, it's going to be hard to, to do what I did last year. I mean, but um, there's a reason why, you know, we got these guys in here to help out. Cowboys and Chargers open their season tomorrow at 3.15. You can catch the Tickets Cowboys countdown to kickoff beginning tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. The Oklahoma Sooners were upset last week by TCU in Norman. This week they look to bounce back against Tulsa, and head coach Bob Stoops is still bummed but after smell. sucking against the Frogs. Just not nearly physical or tough enough, you know, all around, really up front, but across the board. TCU just, as I said afterwards, uh, outplayed us and outcoached us, and, you know, they played an excellent game. boy, Bob. And at number two, Texas, and... Number four, Ohio State. We're not playing this week. This morning's game between number three, Michigan, and number 20, Notre Dame, would be the game of the week. This one is just getting underway at the big house in Ann, or in Ann Arbor. Right now, that game just kicked off. 1340. You were right. It's Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Thank you, Corby. This musical accompaniment brought to you by Gordon Keith. Our next ticket ticker coming up at 1130. Breaking sports news first guaranteed. Sean Bash reminding you to remember the time you spend listening to Rand. Sports Radio 1310. Thanks, Sean. Potty mouth dad. Kill him! Kill him! We're not a bad station. Kill this dad! Kill this dad! Hey, three yards. It's 1116 on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. You're listening to The Grant with uh, David Lane, Corby Davidson, Gordon Keith. We still have a full hour of exciting programming that we have planned for you. We've had two months to plan this show, and boy, do we have a good one for you. <laughs> been the worst rain ever. No, much. no. Stop. You always say that every week. We we already topped the Best Buy story, the receiver story today, with the mummy story. All right, go ahead, Dave. We're going to talk about the suicide note of Hunter S. Thompson. And then we got to get into another suicide story that happened over this past week. Hunter S. Thompson, of course. Um, uh, Cannonball! <laughs> the vice president of Cuba. Go ahead. What? I can't think. Put that up. Okay. So, he killed himself last February. Shot himself. <laughs> Gosh. Keep talking about it. Oh. So, evidently, they found this suicide oh, note. Oh, yes. Yeah. So what did they find? That was written four days before he shot himself. They don't know that it was a suicide note. It well, was the last note he ever wrote. It's the last thing he ever wrote. When he's talking about one. killing himself. He did not mention killing himself. Well, He said end it. Or All right, let's hear Davey do a dramatic reading. Okay. Uh, do it in your best Hunter S. Thompson voice. I don't have a Hunter S. Thompson voice. Just do it. Come on. You say there? Come on, you did it right. I've only heard Johnny Depp do it. Right, but it sounded like that. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, title of the note was called Football Season is Over. That's not... You normally don't title suicide notes. They don't have a, a name. They're just suicide notes. Well, that was what was written at the top of the page. Oh, I think he was writing a column about something else. <laughs> no more games, no more bombs, no more walking, no more fun, no more swimming. Sounds like a Norm poem. 67. That is 17 years past 50. 17 more than I needed or wanted. Boring. I'm always bitchy. No fun for anybody. 67. You're getting greedy. Act your old age. Relax. This won't hurt. Hmm. Hmm. See, this won't up, hurt. David. What? It that... won't hurt acting your age. Yeah. 
I don't think it was a suicide note. No, it probably wasn't, especially since he committed suicide a couple days later. Four days later. Right. You just think it was a note? Yeah, I think Signally. it was just a note. Things aren't going I think so it was well. just a grocery list gone awry. It, he was reminding himself what not to get at yeah. the grocery store. Right. Bombs and games. Yeah, and don't be greedy when you're at the grocery store. Just buy what you need. So he was recovering from uh, hip, replacement. hip replacement, back surgery, and a broken leg. That's right. You see? You know, a broken leg. Hey, I don't think he was. Me. I don't think he was allowed. His doctor wasn't allowing him to take drugs anymore, and his life just wasn't like it, he thought it was going to be when he turned that age. What do you think it was going to be like? He could still take drugs. Well, you can still take drugs. You just do it till you die. That's the Why idea. If you're that? a drug addict. Why didn't he OD? Why didn't he go out in the, in the big super? You know bus? what? And I think that all that stuff is exaggerated. I think he probably had stopped being full throttle for a while. And, well, he was still, he was still a huge drinker. Yeah, he's an huge. alcoholic. Yeah. That's what bums do. So why didn't, drink. He, why didn't he medicate himself to death? Well, That's what I'm going to do. Go out with the ultimate buzz. You ever think about quitting drinking, Davey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if you think about quit drinking, then you... you I think you're kind of admitting that there is some sort of issue there. So you have been troubled by your intake or your usage? Yeah, it's probably not good for my health. Would you say that you drink more than two times a week? Yes. Touchdown, Notre Dame. That's right, you see? Right before I blew my head off, I was watching Notre Dame. And that's another thing, that he was obsessed... The drugs kicked in right after Barstow. He was obsessed with uh, professional football. His wife said that after the like the Super Bowl was a highlight of his year, mm -hmm. and then after that he was just a downer. Like February was the worst month ever, and that's when and he, he did. killed himself post Super Bowl depression. I have that. Do you? Yeah. Is that why you drink? Yeah. Or do you drink all year in anticipation of February? Football makes me drink. Here's what I'm thinking happens to you, Dave, <laughs> is that you you follow in my path of when you hit 35 or 34. Mm -hmm. What are you 33? Yeah. 34, there was a significant lifestyle change. I mean, I went real Why? gay. But you're married. No, well, yeah, I mean... I, I thought you were, too. Let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, no. Of just, you just kind of like... I drink a lot? You just <laughs> kind of going <laughs> out... We're scratching open something. That we, <laughs> we can't stop the bleeding if we scratch this scab off. Going out's fun, but it just kind of... Nah. It gets tedious and tiresome after a while. Now, I still enjoy the one occasional giant night out where I fall asleep on my deck and pass out with my dogs in the yard or something. Licking your privates. Right. My own. <laughs> Come here. Your shorts pulled to the side. Right. Now, that'll happen. Just not with the same frequency. You just wake up in the morning and... The tongue, the dog's tongue wakes you up, and you're just like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. This is what I've become. <laughs> Look at the guy from American Werewolf in London after a night. Yeah. <laughs> just so far from the little six-year-old boy that your mom right. ushered to Sunday school while you're wearing your sailor outfit. Yeah. <laughs> this is Corbett. He's going to be a Corbett lawyer. wants to believe in Jesus like we do. He will be a doctor or a lawyer. Meanwhile, you're 38 now, and you're getting your dogs to right. handle you. I'm going to film it tonight. Y'all make it good. <laughs> Let's make this one count. 
Oh gosh! All right, so you're you're saying that Dave is about to go through a, a renaissance of sorts, and he's going to come out to be a clean, no, not clean, fresh new creature, not clean and, and fresh, because I'm certainly not that. But you just, I don't know. You I lose just, your edge. You lose your taste for it. I think so. Yeah, probably. I, I feel that coming on. Now, does it feel like? Well, okay. What is your attitude towards it? Is it? You feel kind of compelled to do it because, you know, well, might as well. I don't have anything else to do do tonight. I mean, does it beat you? No, it's fun. You're still having fun? Yeah. Well, then why would you want to quit if you're still having tons of fun? No, that's what I'm saying. Eventually, it'll just be like, no, it's not as fun. It's not as much fun coming home plastered, waking up feeling like crap, and going through the day feeling like crap. But see, I mean, in my experience, when I quit drinking, I just realized that it it hadn't been fun for about two or three years, well, but, it, but it takes. But the learning curve takes a while for you to say, "Well, wait a second. Right. The same experience doesn't do the same for me as it used to." But see, I I still thoroughly enjoy a couple of glasses of wine and you know just kind of hanging, and I still enjoy going out. I mean, like, it's still fun, just not as much, you know, like once every month or something. It's but, the battle of the iron skillet. But the idea is yeah, that why, why, if you're having, uh, why if you're having fun on one night, why don't you just have fun every night? Because it's not as fun. I, I don't know. Because it, it's, it's not as fun if you do it often. It's like sex. But you're saying that you are doing it often. No, I don't do it nearly as much as I used to. So why don't you, if you're doing it, what you're saying more than two times a night, two times a week. Well, yeah, I, what, I've, what I've been trying to do lately is just, you know. Not, Can you just drink on weekends? That's what I'm trying to do. Like, not drink during the week. And, and it's not like I, when I say drink during the week, it's like I'm going out to all hours, but maybe having, like, two or three beers at the house, you know, mm-hmm. just with dinner and watching TV, just trying to cut that out. Not that it's that bad, but it just, you know, it adds up. So I just, you know, I, I don't want to uh, damage my, my body long term, so. Yeah, that's another thing. You want to you get healthy. You know? I mean, it's not like I go to work hungover or anything. I, it, I don't feel like it, it's affecting me negatively in that way. I just don't think it's a, you know, it's good for me. So, why do we, I've never understood why we glorify and glamorize the, just the wild-ass abuse of it. How did that become cool or cute? It wasn't cool or cute. I just think that it was Oh, I think fun. it was cool and cute and, man, wild time last night. Did you hear much? I mean, here's a hero story of how much we drank last night. Now, did you see him puke? Did you see him pass yeah. out? I mean, that's cool, right? I just wonder where in society, I mean, it had to have happened, you know, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. I mean, but used to, I believe in the, in like, old England and stuff, I mean, it was only the, the dirty, gross poor that would get drunk like that, and it was frowned upon. It was like, look, like, that's bad. And I know the Greeks would have hated that because it wasn't moderation. They were all about moderation and stuff like that. And the golden mean of things. See, uh, and I guess when you get older, you know, and you learn your tolerance and you know how your body's going to react to alcohol, uh, for me at least, I don't like, you know, getting drunk to the point of blacking out or, you know, vomiting. Or, oh, that's good, know. Dave. I'm just saying, you <laughs> know. You've made progress. <laughs> I mean, to me, the, the enjoyment of, of having drinks is, you know, getting a buzz and maintaining the buzz. You know, that's what it's about. It's not about seeing how much you can drink. You sound like a doctor. Yeah. That's my prescription for the P1. Here's what you do, son. Once you get the buzz, maintain the buzz. It seems weird, though, that 
and maybe all animals are this way, they just don't have access to it. Why we're always trying to alter that reality. You know, even as a kid, you, you spin around to get dizzy and, you know, stuff like that. Well, Why they, are we always I mean, trying to get goofed up? But they, they've done studies where they, uh, you know, yeah. have rum or whatever, you know, a bunch of monkeys with access to rum. And there are some monkeys that... Sir. There are some monkeys that don't touch it, and then there are some that are just getting trashed. Right. I mean, it's, it's not specific to humans. You guys ever watch that show, Intervention? Yes. Man, I That's watched, I watched like four episodes of that the other night. What it's is on, on? The, uh, the, is it on the A&E? A&E, yeah. It's really good. Which it's, one did you see? Oh, I've seen a lot of them. I, I love the... Um, well, the, there's the gambling ones... Did you see the gambling guy named Gabe that was so weird and plays the piano and wanted to be a star? And No, I didn't see that one. Well, he's my favorite. But the gambling ones are the funniest ones. I've seen a couple of them. I haven't seen many, like, uh, drug abuse. I've only seen probably, like, four of them. Man, the drug abuse ones are just... It's so creepy how you just slowly get into that, just incrementally, right? So you never know the exact point of when it turned into a problem for these people. And then they're in it, and then just their whole life is just... And you're watching it, and of course, on the outside, uh, you sit there and you say, Here, have a piece of pizza. Find a simple joy. <laughs> you know, the first one they filmed, um, there was this drug addict in Dallas. He was a guy that had like a $100,000 job and was living in Uptown and everything and started doing coke and just got really, really into it. Lost it, you know, it was a very typical story. Lost his job, lost his friends, and family and they st he started sleeping like uh, his friend's place and and uh, then he started sleeping on some, some high rise in uptown that had a pool up on top and he would sleep in the lawn chairs up there and kind of you know in the morning kind of scuttle away and go try to dig up yeah. coke somewhere see and that's the thing that the addict eventually becomes to where it's just all about the addiction takes over your whole body. It's like, think of it as just a demon, right? Yeah. And it completely possesses your body, and it will let everything else fall away. Like, shelter, that's not important. Food's not important. Water, right. that's not important. Just All buzz. that's important is that, that same buzz. Which hey, they I can't am... ever get anymore. You know, they're always trying to approximate that first time that they did it, and it was so great. I saw um, a show on A&E called, like, Small Town Meth or something like that. Now, that was the Boyd story? It's creepy. Meth is Meth really creepy. Is, you know, my, uh, my family up in Oklahoma and living in Wewoka, a little bitty town, and I was up there for my grandpa's birthday party, and we were playing golf with one of the kids that played on the high school team, and, and he was talking about the gang problem up there. I'm like, this is a town of like 500. How can there be a gang problem? He's like, man, it is awful. He's like, the drugs, and I'm like, what drugs are up here? He's like, meth. Because meth is everywhere. Yeah. Somehow meth has infiltrated its way into small town America, especially in the Midwest. That's where it's most popular. Yeah. It's throughout rural communities where they have meth labs and all that sort of stuff. And you get you start getting meth body, which is that thin body yeah. with the teeth that crumble out. Yeah, and the dent they had a the guy that like one guy, you know, one in twenty kicked the habit. Yeah, it's like just, one of the worst drugs to kick. Yeah, and the one guy who this one guy who had kicked it, supposedly, you know, for like a year or whatever, he goes into the dentist. <laughs> And the dentist is like, good God. That guy was drunk on crystal meth. But he goes, he's like, um, he goes, you know, we, we see this a lot. Uh, we, we call this meth mouth. And they showed the guy's... <laughs> no, not mush mouth. No. They showed the guy's teeth, and it, it literally was like little bolts of gold and black bolts. Just huh. disgusting. 
Well, they got rich at least. Yeah. Yeah, and they also are all scabby because meth makes you start picking at something, picking at a little sore or a little place on your skin, and then you're, you know, then it becomes like the scene in Poltergeist where the guy's pulling off his face. I don't understand. And did you see the other thing that meth people do a lot is they've become huge arrowhead collectors, <laughs> Indian arrowheads. <laughs> <laughs> because you start mething out, right? And then there's rural areas. Going on your spirit journey. And so they start walking the woods looking for arrowheads because it gives you that narrow focus, you know, kind of thing. And so they just look and they get these huge arrowhead collections. And they say that law, law officers were so confused by this because they didn't know about it until they started noticing that every big meth house that they would bust, there would be all these Indian arrowheads everywhere. Because these meth guys, they would just do a bunch of meth and then start walking. You want to show Shawnee Arrowhead? <laughs> so, all right. So, so Corby, you want to tell us about your drug experience next? Yes. Because this may help people. Right. Next. Ticket.com and sign up for the 11th annual Coors Light Dunham and Miller Open September 29th at the Golf Club at Fossil Creek and enjoy a post-round meal provided by True Lux Seafood Steak and Crab House and Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. Alright. So Corby goes to Amsterdam. Oh no. Yeah. No. This is a children's book I'm working on. Uh, yeah, Corby goes to Amsterdam. <laughs> That'd be dang good. It. Dog dang. That'd be good for the kids. All right, so you're in Amsterdam, and you figure, all right, while in Amsterdam, do it the Romans. Home. So you start romaning out. You go into a coffee shop. What happens? I leave my backpack in there, which has every single item. Was this, wasn't this like your first day there or second day in Europe? I mean, that was where you went yeah. to begin with? I went to Germany, and then I, went, I met some friends from school in Germany, and then took a train. I went to Frankfurt, which is... Going to Frankfurt is like going to Atlanta because it was so destroyed by the war. There's, no, there's nothing left but new buildings. Right. I mean, it just looks like a big city. So then I go to... Like Atlanta? Yeah. It was destroyed by the war. The Civil War. Uh, so I make it to Amsterdam, barely, by the way, because I'm sitting there with an Iranian dude on the train. Ooh, yeah, that's always dangerous. And we're sitting there talking politics, which I know nothing about our relationship <laughs> with Iran, but this guy certainly did. And I fall asleep, I think in mid-conversation, and then he wakes me you up. You wake up and he's got a nuclear weapon pointed at your head? <laughs> right. Take this. Talk politics with me. <laughs> Is that Schwarzenegger? I would break you. <laughs> And he's like, hey, hey, man. He goes, aren't you getting off here? Like, everyone was already off. And I'm like, yeah, oh, God. I, like, grab my backpack, you know, and storm off there. And so I, yeah, go to a coffee shop, have a couple of nice cold Heinekens. Uh-huh. And you start getting paranoid. This, the bartender's talking to me about the this TV show Dallas. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just whipping my ass about Dallas. So he leaves, and I'm like, I got. By the way, you you notice that when you travel around the world, that is what people know about Dallas. That show is like huge oh, internationally, it's massive. and that's all anyone knows about Dallas. And I never, I never watched it. 
I don't know. He's like, you never watch. You know, everybody speaks English over there, too. It's, I'm like, no, man, I'm sorry. I never watch. How do you not watch that? You live there. You lived it. I'm like, no, I really did. You are JR. Yeah. Bang, bang. I will break you. <laughs> oh, they don't all talk like that. Oh. <laughs> so I leave. And, and I, you, you leave in an, in an odd state of mind, and you've been absent-minded. Right. And I'm walking down there, and I... You start thinking cops are everywhere. And it's a beautiful day. It's so gorgeous. And I walk outside. It was so refreshing. And I was so the happy to be there. The colors are just so vibrant. Right. I was so alive. <laughs> you were having insights at 100 miles an hour. And I hear, after I walk out about 100 yards, I swear, I hear this faint yell of like, Texas! Texas! I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, I turn around, and the guy is holding my backpack. And wait, didn't you think... That someone was coming after you and you started kind of running away yeah, faster? Yeah, I started walking a little faster at first. <laughs> and my backpack, which I'm there for a couple of weeks, everything I own, including passport, all monies, everything is in that thing. I just walked out of there and left it, which is not that uncommon. I do that a lot. I've left my wallet in my yard before and a jogger came by knocking on my door at 730 like, is this yours? <laughs> yeah. In your shorts that the dogs had pulled off your right. body the yeah. night before. Yeah. So so here that we had that a, was my first day in well, Amsterdam. Your problem is going to those coffee shops. That's why I had every a, American that goes there, I had a you nice, think they're immediately thinking, oh my, Anne Frank's house in the Rijksmuseum. <laughs> no. <laughs> every American that goes there is always, where are the coffee shops? Can I have a special Danish? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, they just prepare everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Can I have the spaghetti? Oh, hashish. <laughs> <laughs> the best time I had in Amsterdam, though, was going to the Heineken on the Heineken tour of the brewery. That was the one where you're on shrooms, right? I think I'd eaten a Danish, <laughs> <laughs> a mushroom Danish. So, and didn't you and your friend, you ate the odd Danish and then went on the tour? And y'all got to giggling on the tour or something? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. It was really funny. But they put you, they, they, after you get done with the tour. Look, man, a beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> they put you in their, they have a bar downstairs uh, of the actual brewery. And they'll let you drink for an hour down there. Oh, it's like five bucks, the tour is. And then you go down there and they give you like uh, cheese, like all these cheese and crackers. And then all the Heineken you can drink, like right from the brewery. And that was it's just like Mo opening up the tap. It was. It was so great. God, it was fun. It's not Mo, Barney. Barney, yeah. Barney's the one that gets the fun of the kid. That's when it was fun. That's when drinking was a lot of fun. Like I had a black. And then we went to that Vondel Park or whatever that yeah. huge park was out there. Played hacky sack and score some out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's good times. All right, so that's Davy's drug story. No, I mean uh, Corby's drug story. I'm trying to encourage you to stay off that, Dave. To stay off the booze. Yeah, learn from Corby, who just said it was the best time of his life. <laughs> it was. Please fun. learn from that. It was fun. Will you bring over some Danishes tomorrow and watch <laughs> the cowboy game with me? I will. Are you excited about cowboy football? All right. What was your worst experience, Dave? Worst? I just told the best. Well, yours was supposed to be a cautionary tale, and you took it the other way. <laughs> it was awesome! <laughs> I highly recommend. 
do anything and everything. There's Corby sitting there going to the Van Gogh Museum giggling the whole time. And Frank House, everyone's like, and this is, of course, where she hid for us six months of her life. Yeah. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, I'm Do sorry. Do you know her last name is a man's first name? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they would enter right here through the bookcase. <gasps> Where's the door? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. All right, so David... What? You want to hear a John Wayne Gacy song? Yes. I haven't heard this did yet. Did you go so. to the Anne Frank house? Yes. You did? Yeah. It's one of the, the creepy, coolest things you ever creepy, would, could do. Creepy. That all those people were just stored in there. Yeah. For how long? I just was couldn't it believe a year? it. Because you know what? That was one of the things when I was young that, that impacted me a lot. You know, when you first read the diary of Anne Frank. Yeah. Or diary of a young girl. Um, it, it, it like it creeped me out a lot, you know. It's your first exposure to that kind of evil, and so you know the story is very impacting, impactful or impacting, impactful. Cool. So, and it was really weird to actually see it. Think, man, this is exactly where this happened. Yeah, and so on. And people actually had to live like this. Right. I don't think as a kid you realize what was going on. Like, I I couldn't like I knew that they were hiding, but I didn't know that if they were caught, they would be killed. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what happened to them. They were caught and you know, uh, I believe Anne Frank died in Bergen-Belsen or whatever it is, uh, a couple months before it was liberated. Didn't her and her mom die real close together? Yeah. Like, um, and is her dad's name Otto? Otto Frank? I think so. Or Otto Parts? How many people were in there? Um, like eight, seven? Six? Something, somewhere around there, yeah. With no food. I mean, the, the guy that was putting them up there would sneak them food mm -hmm. no conversation nothing For, I'm trying to figure out how long it was and you know it was really weird was, seeing it, was it over a year out there yeah and then seeing you know when you tour it and then after you tour the, the annex where they lived and everything and then you go into the room that has a lot of the artifacts what was weird is going into her room and it's a little really small you know it's almost walk in closet size is what it is and that was her room and seeing all the little you know, pictures of Barbie, you know, dolls and stuff yeah. that she had posted up on the walls and everything. And just seeing her, you know, it's a little girl's room. That's, but seeing the thing that, he's, that she put all this stuff up here, it's very weird. And then you go out into the big room afterwards where they have the artifacts and you see the actual diary. You know, they have uh, one of the books of her diaries right there in her own handwriting stuff. And Ugh. you think in, I always pictured that area as being just if you step outside, it's evil. You know, you just, I just have this connotation that all she was just surrounded by evil. But it's just a nice little neighborhood. Yeah. You know, just normal little area. All right. Anyway, you're taking away time, valuable time from Davy's drug experience. No, from the John Wayne Gacy song. Yeah, I've never heard, I haven't heard this, so I'm kind of scared to play it. I don't think we have it right now, but we'll search for it and hopefully we can play it next. Oh, is this it? Yeah. Going somewhere? I don't know. I'm holding the mic up to the speaker on my computer. His father was a drinker, and his mother cried in bed. This is the John Wayne Casey song. Yeah, that's what it says. Folding John Wayne's t shirts 
John, I, can't, I mean, that was just a stupid, off-the-cuff, dumb joke, and there were, someone wrote a John what? Wayne Gacy All those song. deaths were dumb jokes? <laughs> All those lives? So. All right, coming up next, Corby <laughs> unveils his new line of John Wayne Gacy humor. take me out to the ball game when they're already at the ball game. Just wondering. Sports Radio 1310 the ticket. It's 11.57 on Sports Radio 1310 the ticket. Coming up here in just a few moments the Troy Aikman show. As you've heard him on promos here on the ticket. <coughs> very Let's talk football buddy. Let's talk football and hey the rant's next. Those are always fun. It's so uncomfortable to listen to. Troy doing ticket promos. I just never thought I'd ever hear it. It's great, though. I'm glad we have them on with the Musers every week. Always a fan favorite here at the ticket family. And I, Troy think, comes on. I think he actually kind of listens sometimes. Now. I think he does, too. Yeah, he's called <laughs> Thank in. Thank God the ski team showed up in Norway, or the U.S. might be sitting on the big donut in the metal count. What is that? Is that Corby's is that audition from, tape? Or that's something? Corby's audition tape. Do we have any more of that, or is that it? Where did that come from? Thank God the ski team showed up in Norway, or the U.S. might be sitting on the big donut in the medal count. I'm Corby Davidson for KNTU Sports. The U.S. captured their third medal of the Olympics as Liz McIntyre bounced her way to a silver in the women's mogul competition. Prohibited favorite Donna Weinbrecht finished a disappointing seventh. All three medals have been earned by our fine U.S. ski team. Your beloved Texas Rangers signed pitcher Kevin Brown to a one-year $4.225 million contract. Brown and the Rangers avoided an arbitration hearing in which Brown was asking for $4.5 million. By avoiding the hearing, Texas stayed out of arbitration for the first time since 91. Rookie pitchers Julio Santana and Darren Oliver also signed one-year deals. He has the worst <laughs> voice I've ever heard. Tonight, trying to keep pace with first-place Toronto He's Maple Leafs so after cool two periods tonight. No, not he barely cares. Union, the Boston yeah. Bruins lead the Stars 2-0. Elsewhere in the NHL, the Buffalo over the Whalers 5-3, and Detroit beat the Florida Panthers 7-3. How did he ever get a job in radio? I don't know. It's so funny. I mean, not that we're anything. I don't see how we got jobs in radio. We barely, Well, I barely have a job. <laughs> but... I mean, Corby doing serious radio. That I guess that's more the point. Is it's the only way he could have gotten a job in radio is by being a joker, right? Yeah. But gosh, it's so funny that he tried to do serious radio first. Sitting on the big donut. God, that's Thank funny. God the ski team showed up in Norway, or the U.S. might be sitting on the big donut in the medal count. The big donut. Oh, that's funny. Good right. Hey, did you see that um, among the evacuees? 
that left New Orleans. 3,000 of them are untracked sex offenders now. Oh, great. Sexual predators. So they, can, they can start over in a new town? Yeah. Basically, yeah. We don't know where they are. They all evacuated, and now there's 3,000 of them. Some of them may be in a community near you. Some of them so may happy freaking Saturday. <laughs>